0: This is Azalea Podcast. It's your boy Titus, and we got Sis Carno up in this piece, man. What's up, brother? It's good,
1: my dude? Chilling, man. How you feeling, man? I'm, good, How you man. Feeling? I'm I'm happy to be here, bro, for real. Yes, sir, yeah. man. Happy to have you, man. How yeah. you been, man? Good, man. You know, just just maintaining, bro, like, uh, you know, working like everybody else, but but keeping my head above water, you know, mm-hmm. doing the damn thing out here.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. You know, taking it one day at a time. Yep. How does that fit into... Um, You know, you being an artist, the creative realm of balancing that work life. And then um, we were just discussing previously how, you know, some people get to tipping points that may um, already, you know, be at a 10 where they should have been at a 5 coming into work. Mm -hmm. How do you balance off having those bad days? And then, like, you know, is it therapeutic in a sense going to the booth, you know, when you Mm -hmm. have those days to where, like, you can balance it out?
1: Right. Well, you know, sometimes one thing I do, like uh, the job that I have particularly the like in terms of the specifics because I do prep, I'm allowed to kind of use that to mitigate because you don't get as much like uh, frontal assault as if you're working on the line. so I, I like and I've worked the line mm-hmm. so I know that for myself so like I'm at least able to mitigate a little bit of the stressors of just like an everyday job because mm-hmm. I know this job is less stressful. yeah so that's one and you know I have the studio at the house. Oh, so that's half the time, it's like therapeutic half the time. And the other half the time, it's just I've had it for so long that I don't recognize it even as like an option for like getting stuff out. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's um, just like maybe I'd rather go like take a walk or something uh-huh. because like it's just such a part of my uh, routine. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it'll just do you go do to that. therapy? I used to. And like talk therapy, it it's worked in some places but like generally like it, it you know i feel like getting started is like the hardest part cuz mm. you have to like basically like introduce all of this shit and like then see if they're going to work with you you know yeah. in like it's a like week the start of a new relationship yeah and mm. then and then and then you know how many times can you like do that and just like keep trauma dumping to find the person that might be like you know like be able to work with yeah you okay that. i like, accept that let's go like, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like it's tough to to be able to just be like oh okay you're gonna help me out and then you have to feel like all right we'll I have to do this like six more times like mm, until i find yeah. you know the right therapist like that's tough
0: like, yeah man so, that's that's tough as hell especially yeah. like i'm just thinking on the not even on the therapeutic side just what i'm dealing with now of finding a person to like be with like i was just talking to myself earlier this morning and i was like because um she was asking me, like, the basics of just, like, you know, like, so um, tell me about yourself and, you know, right. stuff like that. And I was like, my God, I hate going the, through this beginning stage. You yeah. know, like, this stuff yeah, yeah, is yeah. trash. Can we just, stage. like, be together? Like, right. can we just fast forward this, like, this beginning stage of me having to reintroduce myself over and over and over right. again? It's just like. I mean, would you
1: feel comfortable on a date, like, saying that? Like, going in and just being like, look, like. What if we, you know, say a few things that we wouldn't normally say on the first date? That is very player of you to say. First and foremost, uh, so <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: are you coming on to me or I'm just right?
0: <laughs> but like, is that like, because,
1: you know, because I've seen I've seen a lot of that, like a lot of that same sentiment. Mm. Like a lot of people are not into this whole talking stage part. So I I'm think surprised pe- that I don't see as many people being like it. You know just not doing it as much Mm -hmm. i think people are afraid that they're gonna look crazy doing
0: that Mm. because with me um i'm not saying like we have to get like married the next day but let's just fast forward some of this awkward talking stage correct and i feel like it's so mandatory like i feel like if somebody was to say that someone would assume that Okay this person May be trying to rush Into something mm. And then they will get They'll be afraid of like Well I don't want to Catch a person off guard And then they think Like I'm weird Or trying right. to do something So I think people Do want to do Like how you're saying But then in the back Of their mind They're like well, I'll just play the course because, like, I feel like if I rush it too much, they may be, like, thrown off by that. Yeah, it's like you're right. trying to find somebody that's on that same realm because mm-hmm. then if you, you expose your hand of, like, being like, hey, can we just do this? Then they're just like, mm, no, were, I'm like, not in not a rush. Ahead. I'm really trying to take it really slow. And I'm just like, like Facts. And I don't, and, and don't and want to talk to you anymore. Now.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just wasted the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it, it, it almost just have has to be, like, established, like, maybe even before you get there. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to almost be like, all right, look, like, you know, doesn't have to be our deepest, you know, secrets or anything like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, so, you know, like, a couple unconventional things, so maybe it'll help, like, offset some of the awkwardness of, like, this, you know, what kind of movies do you like, like, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: and then I'm doing it online as well, as, as, as mixing it in with the old school with the new school because like I still like the organic of just like meeting someone like at a show and like mm-hmm. having good you know feeling it out and right. knowing the energy of like okay I feel like I can actually talk to her and I like the the newness of dealing with the um online as well because one thing like I was telling um I was actually talking to shout out to KBZ, um his lady and we were talking about just like the aspect of just like online dating and uh, she was telling me about Hitch, and I was like, one thing I do like about that—that that is convenient—that I say is a pro—is that you know for the most part what you're getting into with that person. Okay. Meaning, like, I know if this person got a job, mm. I know if this person got kids, I know if this person smoke, I know if this person don't smoke. Like, it, it, unless they just gonna be like, I'm gonna lie about everything. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what you kind of getting into yeah. halfway with it. Now, okay. of course, when you meet the person, like, it could be totally different. But I know the base of like all right, if I'm someone that doesn't like smoking, because sometimes you'll meet someone at, you might meet someone, like, at a show, and then, like, you go on a date with them, and they'd be like, I got four kids, and it's just like, ugh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you're someone that don't want kids, you like, right, right, oh, right. man, like, did I waste a car trip? Like, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? And so, like, I try to balance it out. Like, I like the old school, but I like the new school as well. But in this situation... Um, I feel like it's easier to do What you're saying Like mm. Hey cause it's online Hey can we just yeah, yeah, Get yeah, this yeah, BS yeah. out the way And For like sure. What's really about you So then when I meet you It's really just like Riding a bike like Picking up where we left off Yeah yeah
1: Doing that Doing that like on a More blind Like mm-hmm. personal day that, That'd be like a, Yeah like you said Pretty player like mm-hmm. You have to be doing that All the time To mm-hmm. even be I feel like comfortable With like you know Just hitting a girl Like this is the first time we sitting down having. He's like, "All right, I'm yeah. gonna tell you some crazy shit. You tell me some crazy. Shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's yeah. Let's just move this forward. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you'd have to be like wild confident with that. To you in a relationship? Yeah, married. Married. Yeah, I was now.
0: about to say. I feel like you married, ain't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I haven't seen her at a couple of shows. Yeah, like, the, the yeah, shows yeah. I've. I think I got introduced to her at one of your shows at Snug. Yeah, um, this was probably like before, this is probably before COVID. Like, yeah, d-
1: definitely before COVID. Yeah, yeah, man. we were
0: doing a show there, killing it as always, and uh, that on. was my Thank first you, time bro. meeting you there. Yeah, I was man. Like, oh, like I was okay, like. The beast has that on, you know, a beauty. Like I appreciate it. <laughs> because that, man. like, you know, like I mean, you when you're on the stage, you're a beast. And so like yeah. you you definitely have this persona to when when you get off stage, you're complete opposite of how you are on stage. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I,
1: you know, um, But I love it. I mean, that's what it's all about. No, I I, mean, I definitely appreciate that. I feel like it is funny too cuz I'll get sometimes I'll have coworkers come out and that's like I think the most jarring because like i'm not that i'm so different at work right mm-hmm. i'm just like i am just more quiet in general mm-hmm. so from like you know seeing me at quiet a quiet monster over there yeah, so like <laughs> seeing me at a show and like maybe just being a fan you know of whoever I'm, I'm going to see is like one thing i still might have it's you know i'm obviously a little bit more you know i'm probably maybe having a couple of drinks or something like that mm-hmm. whereas like work obviously i'm I'm working. Doing yourself. So, to see, like, that type of shit, those are the people that'll tell me, like, you're, like, it's, like, two different people. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, I still take it as a really big compliment because, you know, it means that I'm putting, I'm still putting a lot into the show. Yeah. Into the effort of, like, the separation of artists and, you know, making it more of an experience. Yeah. So, it's not like I'm watching my coworker do a performance. It's like I'm watching, you know. Oh, right. I'm watching
0: Sis Khan. I'm watching the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that is, Yeah.
1: I do appreciate, like, still hearing that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because, like, I had talked to you briefly, like, through, before that show, we had had discussions because, like, we know a lot of the same mutual people. I think, I feel like I met you, through. Um... I want, I want to say probably it still was that snub, but it might have been like at a night just chilling with like Matt and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, And And um, just shooting the shit. I was like, man, this guy has good. Guys. I don't know what we were talking Probably music or something like yeah. that. But the the conversation made an impact to where every time I seen you, I made sure to make a point of saying what's up to you. Mm-hmm. To where the first time when I seen you perform, um, for starters, like you you had the persona before I seen you perform. You had like the aura of like, rapping cat like you see like like you look like you did something okay. like whether whether it was like a producer whether it was like a behind the scenes dude you just look like you were in you had the swag of like an in crowd nigga okay so, okay, okay so you had that swag on deck already and so i was like all right like i don't know what this dude do and then when when you ended up performing i was like okay like homie perform and then you actually perform I was like, oh, okay, like yeah. he a monster out here, bro. <laughs> like you had like a whole like stage presence, like you were actually like rapping like without like the like background vocals yeah. and stuff like that, and yeah, like man. you were having like these crazy beats that you were dad going rapping over, and I was like, man, like not a lot of people like this. This is separating the boys from the men right here, mm. because like you're you're doing something to where like. You know, people that want to really take it, and I don't have a problem with cast that's doing that. Where it's like um, they're performing with their lyrics, you know, in the background, and you, the songs in the background with them, with the vocals and stuff right, like right, that. Right. Um, but I feel like it's a time and a place for that. Like if you're if you're like yeah. the baby and you're performing at 150,000 people, then that makes sure. sense. But if yeah, you're in more yeah. of like an intimate setting, um, I want to hear you really had on bars like that yeah, and stuff yeah, like like yeah. you like Farrar does that. You do that. Joe does that. Mm-hmm. Lot does that. Like, the, the cats that's really lovers of that craft, yeah. like, they can do both. Where it's like, yeah, I can rap over my stuff, but I'm going to show you, cut the beat off. Right. Like, I can really, like, get down yeah, and busy really doing this. Yeah. And you had a couple moments of that where you were on like, yo, like, yo, cut that shit back. And, like, did your thing
1: acapella and mm-hmm. did your thing with the beat. So I was like, oh, pff, yeah, he ready. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, I do. yeah uh, that's that's the goal, man. It's mm-hmm. like, it's is just having it so that, you know, it, it it there is a clear separation. Like mm-hmm. I, I wanna I want to display that like, you know, you might know other people that do this, but they don't do it at this level. Yeah. You know, even if the shows aren't sold out or anything like that, come to one and you'll like you'll see the difference 'cause
0: yeah. yeah, I hate I that mistake. I was working that one y'all did with you and Joe. I was like, these are two uh, cats no, that on. both are gonna do what I love because you know Joe will get acapella on that mic as well. That's Yo, why I mentioned Joe. Shout, uh, that's my, my brother,
1: man. That's like my little brother, bro. Shout out Joe. Shout out suspense. Shout out Harrison. <laughs> like the the four of us, man. We I mean we don't have like a real. It's not like you know, quote unquote, organized yet. But we've done a few. Uh, a few things together, and we're Mm. planning on doing some more, and, like, all those dudes are completely and utterly talented in the right? So it's really dope dope to be, like, working with like-minded, like, truly like-minded in the sense that, like, you know, we're we're all making this concerted effort to, like, represent ourselves Mm. at the shows in the city, and, like, let people know that, like, right when, you know, if you see one of us, you'll probably see, you know, the other two, or, Mm. you know, we're gonna make it a thing so that, like, you know, we even want to take this on the road because mm-hmm. together, like, we all have this unique sound that put it together in, like, one show package. Like, yeah. it's, it's really powerful. So, yeah. like, yo, shout out to those dudes because they're they're killing that shit and they're, they're making me, like, want to just, you know, they're making me hungrier for it. And I, like, I really appreciate that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he's one of those dudes. I had him early on on the show when I was at a different location. And um, <laughs> we would joke. We always joke with Joe. Like, Everybody, because everybody in the city is is kind of like you. Well, everybody in the city know what's good with Joe, mm. but we be like, Joe, you too humble, bro. Like <laughs> Yo, <Joe's laughs> you, a, man, you bro. a humble giant. where it's like, you can really talk. Like he's right there on that level. Like I feel like with you, where it's like, when it comes to performing. Not too many niggas are seeing y'all like mm. like that can do what you guys are doing, that'll put a set together and can rock out any type of crowd. Mm. Um, you know, Joe been doing this for a minute, like yourself, like you you know your craft, you know what you're doing when you stepping on stage. I'm I'm here to kill it mm-hmm. and not a lot of cats can do that like I've seen people that have great songs but they're not good performers Yeah, and I feel like to get yourself to the next level you gotta have that all around package it has gotta be it yeah your songs gotta hit just like how I'm hearing them in, in my house for sure and so you do that Joe does that and, and some of the other people I'm not gonna go through a lag on Rolodex of yeah, cats but yeah, the yeah. cats that's doing that I respect it. I love it because you're respecting the craft but, and so when you're saying you're working with cats like that it's a joy in my heart because I feel like somebody like a Joe is, and like yourself, is underappreciated. And and part of this show is really, like I tell people, it's like a time capsule of the city to where it's like, I want people to watch this show, um, whether it's present day or years from now, when you guys are consistently, continually doing what you're doing and like, wow, like... Like, this dude really did touch all realms when it came to the culture mm-hmm. of, like, interviewing cats that's really dedicated to their craft, whether yeah. it be hip-hop, whether it be, because it's all about art, yeah, you know, absolutely. from painters to, like, we talking about cooks, like, chefs, like, that's an art, you know, dealing with all aspects of it, and so, like, right. I just, I wanted to bring you on here to really give you your flowers, man, for I what pre- you're doing. Man,
1: I, I really do appreciate that for yeah. I do. And, I mean, the show's been great.
0: I appreciate yeah, it. Been, yeah.
1: yeah, been a fan since... Uh, for a while, bro. Like, yeah,
0: we talked about it when I first like started doing it. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. It was last no, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, bro, I gotta have you on here, bro. Like, like, yeah, for sure, <laughs> I, was, then, I just got like, we just like, I had just met with KB when I told you that because right. I just remember I was like, I'm just starting to do visuals. Yeah. Oh and yeah. I was, like, that's man, right. I'm just starting to do visuals now, man. Like, that's you should right. come on, man. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and, and time it's it yeah. time but we're here
1: now yeah man we're yeah, here man. now i had to get right for you you know like you know, i <laughs> want to step my game up a little bit uh, you know <laughs> come on for sure we could, we could, sure, have, we could have been rocking with the usb mic <laughs> and
0: See, we could have been in the basement, bro. I still would have been. goes, yeah. For sure, For sure, man. For sure. I feel that. In the hot basement. You <laughs> got to turn off the <laughs> <AC>. Fan on. <laughs>
1: no, you got to turn off the, a- the fan. So oh, yeah. Here so you don't that go hear in the background. Yeah, oh, you're man. right. I'm telling mm. you, man. I had, had been enough in those studios in South Florida, bro.
0: Oof.
1: Yeah. Enough of those. Let's talk about that as well. You mentioned South Florida.
0: Um, I wanted to get into the origins of where you came from and the origins of that name. Let's start with South Florida, though. Like... How did you make that from there to here?
1: Seven hundred four. Uh, so yeah, um, I gotta give a lot of credit to uh, to Mike and Carly from Australia Corp. Okay, uh, they moved out here from from Lauderdale.
0: Dope group. I didn't um, know they were from Florida.
1: Yeah, yeah. They they moved out here like four or five years, I think, before we did something like that. Mm. And um, when we were just thinking about, you know, because it what, what it was is that I grew up in Florida my whole life, mm-hmm. and just was feeling like if I don't go, you know, live somewhere else, experience something different, like, I just might not ever, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. might as well just do it now. And we are thinking about places, and, was, you know, like, cost of living, uh, you know, jobs, how far away is it? Like, I didn't, we didn't want to, want, you know, move, like, all the way across the country, necessarily, because mm-hmm. all of family is still on the East Coast and Florida and everything, and so, yeah, we were thinking about it, talking to some, some friends, family, and we settled on North Carolina, because I got an aunt in Raleigh. We got, um, you know, Mike and that were here in Charlotte. We actually had some other friends from Fort Lauderdale in Asheville. And we, uh, took a trip and like checked out each city for a couple of days and, and just like fell in love with Charlotte. And, um, yeah, pretty much just like set up the plans, packed up and moved. Mm, that's um, what's up. Yeah. No, I mean, South Florida's, it's, it's home. Always will be home, but. You said Lauderdale, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Broward County. Um. But you know it's 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 tough down there. It's that's a big county
0: then, because you said Broward, right? Mm-hmm. Because like I've, that's a couple cats I feel like like one X in that county and yeah X yeah um, yeah um, Codex
1: in Broward. He's from Pompano. Um, mm-hmm. I mean Broward like the whole the whole tri county is is big. Mm-hmm. You got West Palm, and then Broward, and then Miami Dade. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. it's it's a lot of space. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 uh, Broward in and of itself, even just. East and West Broward is, is like
0: A lot of space It's
1: a lot mm. There's a lot of people um, And there's Always been a thing Between you know Every every county Is pretty like County mm. Like strong In that sense Like it was hard Sometimes doing shows Being from Broward Like in West Palm Because people from Broward Wouldn't come Not like it's like A beef thing It's just like They just wouldn't Want to travel that far mm. And mm-hmm. when we say that far I'm talking like 30-40 minutes On the highway mm. But it's almost like Sometimes it's like worlds away, yeah, know, from Lauderdale to Miami. Charlotte
0: can be like that sometimes too. Yeah,
1: like it's a little bit, um
0: it's a little bit lesser time unless like you're you're like performing in Pineville or Carowinds. like. Mm. But cats sometimes want to come to your stuff, and it'll be fifteen twenty minutes away, right? Because like, like I can get from the east to the west in about twenty minutes with no yeah, traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like cats are still like that. That inconsistent isn't just like it doesn't have to do with. Distance. I don't think it just has to do with the people, you know. Mm. Like, and then once you find your tribe, like, it don't matter the distance. Like, you'll have pe- cats come in an hour to come see you. yeah, so, yeah. Because, okay, like, okay. It just really comes down to like really having that tribe that's really gonna ride for you. Mm. I think every artist goes to that stage to where like, you know, cats will be like. I don't know if that's just a city thing or a smaller city thing or. Because, like, the same thing that, like, you're saying, dealing with, like, Florida, like, it's the same thing here. Like, mm-hmm. we've, gotten a, we've got a lot better, yeah. like, Charlotte. Like, being someone that's born and raised here, though, like, the beginning stages was like
1: that. It's still... Like, like dudes wouldn't come, like, from the East to Just the west, would like, not come.
0: Like, they yeah. would not come to the East. They would not come to the North. They would not come to the West. Like, if you were a West Side dude, yeah. you did West Side stuff. Like, Heard. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have a lot of people now to where it's, like, those... Because people started to collab with each other. You know, with us, like, we had gangs here, but it was more sides here. Mm-hmm. It was just like, like in high school, it was just like, we ain't mess with West Side dudes. West Side dudes didn't mess mm-hmm. with East Side dudes, North Side dudes. It was like that. It was more right. on sides and stuff like that. And so a lot of the f- um, collabs that could have happened never happened. Up until later on, In like probably like the past like ten years, with new generations like our age was like, bro, why are we still doing this? Right. And so it takes someone that's finally able to be that like cowboy to step out over the over the hill and be like, yo, we gotta we gotta we gotta cut this because yeah. like we're we're missing out on shows over there and
1: people from us like like a lot more outsiders. Mm-hmm. You know, like just the the general influx. I think of outsiders probably and maybe this is speculation, but yeah, you know, would make. You know, local Charlatans more like, all right, you know, fuck East, uh, you know, East, West, whatever. Mm. Like, yo, just, like, let's just be the locals. Yeah, know? yeah. Like, we're from here. Like, the transplants aren't. Mm. And not to say that, like, yeah. everybody, because I've never really even felt that necessarily. Like, everybody's been, like, incredibly welcoming, like, mm. the moment that I moved here, uh, especially in terms of the music scene. Whereas, yeah. like, um vice versa, somebody moving, like, say, from Charlotte to Fort Lauderdale trying to get in the music they're not it's not like they're not going to be well-recepted or whatever and our people are going to like boom for not being from here Mm -hmm. but i genuinely don't think they'd get as much help as Mm -hmm. i've gotten when i was here Mm -hmm. like i moved here and people when i started connecting with people they were already offering me you know the types of opportunities like hey you know i have a show coming up like would you like to be on the bill or like uh you know we want to do a song together so so i'm like i feel like an outsider moving to florida would just it just would not be as easy because mm. people it's more like clickish in a sense
0: because like y'all got some bombshells down there like like heavier when it comes to like you know poya like that's stuff that's south florida scene like yeah the past like decade it definitely like
1: it's tough to 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 like because the sound it's like it's expanded since you know the trick daddy you know days even mm-hmm. like yeah of sure. what what sounds may or may not come out of south florida but even in that realm it's still pretty restrictive mm. and so like there's a select and also i mean money is just like yo if you don't have the money money make it go there, yo. It, nobody's talking to you like even mm. to try to set you know to work with venues and certain things like you know here there's a lot more places that are willing to take little chances Mm. on little shows that yeah maybe, maybe not do so good. But like in Florida, like that doesn't really happen. That bag need to be there. Like first and foremost, Mm. not even going to talk to you about it. Uh, You know, not allowed like, you know, I've always wanted to have like a venue that would like just allow and maybe that doesn't exist anymore. Maybe like it just can't exist in today's day and age anymore. But like a CBGB's in New York, Mm. how it was poised to just be like this venue that Every show was good, so didn't know it didn't matter if you didn't know anybody on the bill. Mm-hmm. You knew CBGBs, and yeah. you respected the reputation as a venue, so you went to the show. Yeah, and so again, like maybe I feel like that, Snug has that potential. Snug, okay, Snug, yeah, Snug, Snug has good. the potential. Too. Snug is good, especially Petrus with Zach good too. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's not like a complete like anomaly. Yeah, to have it's that. still getting there though. Like yeah. I see what you mean, but, but it's just like and Snug is Snug. I mean, that was like one of the first places I played in this yeah like huge home team bar. So much of you mm-hmm. know the people that I've met and connections that I made. Definitely like, best two. Yeah, of the best. Staff. All of them. Mm. They're, they're amazing. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah. I think the ability to to cultivate that feeling and make people feel not, like I know the show is going to be good because the people running the shit have been throwing good shows mm-hmm. the last two years, and so and they have they have a great lineup. Mm. They've been they've been killing it. So, yeah. You're right. I mean, I guess, you know, it still can't exist in yeah. today's day and age. It's just, it's just, you know, you got to cultivate it.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think like how I was talking to with uh, Simon, we kind of had this discussion a couple of weeks ago and, um, we were saying one of the key factors with that happening in particular with snug, we'll just use snug as an example is that shout out to Zach, uh, someone that he's from here as well mm-hmm. and went to school with, I went to school with him in high school. He's around our age and, um, it was a changing of the guards to where they allowed someone of a younger generation to control their booking. Okay. And so I feel like that is something that key that has to happen as well. I don't have a problem with older dudes running stuff, but if you're running stuff, it's kind of like I was just watching an interview with Arnold Taylor, um, the dude that runs like South coast music group that, okay. that signed a baby and everything. Yeah. And he was like, um, I think that one of the reasons why people want to sign to me is because I am still in the streets, meaning like I'm not sit back on a beach. Of course, I enjoy the fruits of my labor and and and, and you know have vacations. He was like, but mm. I'm listening to the youth. Right, like I'm right. I'm in the clubs. I'm actually like trying to find the next best thing as opposed to being somebody that's just a CEO somewhere set up. To where I don't know what's going on with the culture. Right, right. And right. I feel like that has to change in the shift when it comes to, if we want to grow like how Charlotte has the potential potential to grow, it needs to be a change in the guard in the, the realm of um, interviewing like this, mm-hmm. um, radio, mm-hmm. that going when it comes to these bookings, like when it comes to these venues. It has to be a community effort. And I think right. Snug did a good job of realizing like, okay, like, let's put somebody a little bit younger Mm -hmm. that knows what's really going on not just in charlotte because he's booking cats all around yeah and so you need to have that as well you need to have that that let go of someone that
1: just really like do that because because that really like the music is is always like for the youth you know it's never like Mm -hmm. especially like with with hip-hop it's like you know at this you know it's, it's over 40 years old as a genre. Yeah. And so, like, still the youngest uh, genre. That's right. crazy, right? Yeah, it is. Most important now, but it's still the youngest one. And it still gets gatekeeping. Like, and I mean, I, and even I used to be like in a way more of a purist when I was first rapping and I was, you know, really not into like.
0: Uh, oh, you were a snob? Just, yeah. yeah. A little bit, bro. <laughs> I was a little bit of, like a backpack
1: kid and I was super like not into like, I mean, I like to listen to it, but I just like as an artist i definitely was like putting myself in this position of like yo it's got to, it, hip-hop has to sound like this mm, okay and then and then i started like uh, really actually what started making me feel different was was performing more mm. because i realized that like yo i was like i wanted to start playing more bass heavy shit because it just seemed more fun yeah and it started like rearranging my thinking of like well yo i can still make whatever kind of music i want with whatever beat that i like yeah you know? And that completely like You know Revamped this idea Of what I considered Hip hop Yeah And then mm-hmm. that was it Now now I'm like You know I I, I, I mean You know I, I like all sorts of shit Yeah And mm-hmm. The whole gatekeeping aspect Of like Yo keep hip hop pure Like it's only gotta be It's like Yo I mean It can be But then there's also All this yeah. You know Like it's, it's huge now It's completely out of your hands Like mm-hmm. We have kids that are 15 Making it and they're at that crib yeah and their 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 monument album is you know um my beautiful dark twisted fantasy like bro they haven't even heard it was mm-hmm. written and it's not their fault necessarily it's just like that's just how time works yeah so like you can't really blame a kid for like i just met a dude the other day who like he he doesn't he never heard a tribe called quest
0: yeah yeah it's I'm, crazy to think about but it's like well i mean how I mean, old is he like, right he was yeah. he's my age yeah
1: he listens to, like, Wayne and, like, all that. You know, like, mm. the like a lot of the, the that, like, radio hip-hop in the, like, later 2000s. His jib, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, that club, like, when Wayne was killing it. He mm-hmm. going to a club that was a heck of a remix. run, though. Man, mm. that, was, that was a run.
0: Especially probably in Florida. Dang <laughs>
1: College, man. That was the time. But, mm. yeah, like, so, so it's not like, you know, it, it's one thing if you're talking about wanting a rapper to have the expectation of, like, being a student of mm. the game like would it be nice sure yeah uh, are there tons of artists who have changed the direction of whatever art they were doing without being students sure yeah I mean, there's tons mm-hmm. of examples of that in history so like you know at what point do you decide oh this is not pure enough for it to be considered this yeah and then turn around and be like oh it's like now it's this new cool thing that I also like but it's like You know, it's just being open and receptive to just if you like it, you like it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to Mm -hmm. be more complicated than that.
0: Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I feel like when you when you start getting into a mindset and I understand like cats that get like that because like hip hop is a lot of people's babies and, you know, they don't want their baby to be tampered with Mm -hmm. when when it's something that they've had close to their heart for years. Right. But part of the mission of being an artist is is taking it. Boundaries that hasn't been touched yet, you know, crossing boundaries that haven't been touched yet. Like, I remember watching um, a Kid Cudi documentary. And it's funny that you were talking about a dude that um, didn't know Tribe was because it reminded me of um little homie I was talking to. And we were talking about Pac. And, um, you know, we were just talking about, like, you know, the, the tensions of beefs back then and stuff. A lot of stuff through interviews is getting resurfaced and mm. stuff. Um, dealing with East Coast, West Coast stuff. And um, he was like, man, like, he was like, I kind of know about that, the guy. He was like, but I don't really, he was like, I don't know about him like that. He was like, right. he like, Cuddy my pop, bro. Like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. and I was like, dang. But at the same time, I felt him because like, Cuddy is somebody to him and to me, really, because I'm around that age gap as well, who he crossed boundaries. Like, mm. Cuddy, like, um, he remember people being like, yo, like, you can't, you can't mix in that with the lyrics that you're doing. He was like, bruh, like. Why? Like, right. I listen to Nirvana, too. Like, I want to play. All of this has to play a part in this artistry that I'm trying to do. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, as an artist, you're trying to cross boundaries creatively that you haven't touched yet. And I feel hopefully. like it's a, it's a, <laughs> he said, hopefully some of y'all are in the same rut right now. I mean, you can get comfortable, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, but it's a time and a place for that. It's a yeah. place. Hip-hop is so big. The point I was getting to is that hip-hop is so big now. It's so young, but we're just getting into a realm of subgenres. And so, like, it's okay for someone to be in that lane mm-hmm. if they're in that emo lane. You right. know, it's okay if somebody wants strictly, like, Griselda-type gritty hip-hop. Yeah. Because we're still in the age of, like, discovering that we can do subgenres in hip-hop. You know, rock's the same way. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we know the cast. We know the discussions of how, like, Dagon Guns and Roses and Nirvana was beefing. You know, because they didn't respect each other's right, like genre. right, right. We know, so that tension is always... It's always been there, yeah. And so it it'd be no different with hip hop, man. It has to grow, and part of grow, you're gonna have those subgenres, man.
1: For sure, and and it's it's it, the subgenres are crazy now. So you mm. can find a subgenre that's that's wild specific if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, but that's why I get. But you know, even the gate, like I think the most aggravating aspect of the gatekeeping thing is not the people that want to like. Cause you're right, I do appreciate the you know hip hop. For some people, you know, for myself included, a certain brand of hip hop did save my life, quote-unquote. So, like, I appreciate wanting to hold that close and wanting to keep that still going and, like, Mm -hmm. relevant, you know, as part of the culture. But I think the problem is there are some dudes that, like, become vocal about all the music being shit now. Mm. And it's like, first of all, you're just wrong. Because there's plenty Mm -hmm. of music that... You know, in that, like, what, do you want, like, gritty-sounding, you know, coke rap? There's, there's tons But it's plenty artists. of that. There's tons. Yeah. You're just being lazy and not looking. Mm-hmm. But then also, it's just so, like, reductive and dismissive of all the new kids that are making music that, like, you can just say it's just not for you. Mm-hmm. To say it's, like, shit is just, like, it's, again, it's, like, it's dismissive of it's exactly how the jazz cats talked about hip-hop. Yeah Like Uh It's the same thing It's like You can You know At this point Like In 2022 Like It's Like You know I feel like it's just easier to just be like, it's not my wave. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then, and then there's so much out there that you can find exactly what you're looking for. But mm-hmm. there's like, there's dudes that just are like, nah, all, all the new music is garbage. Yeah. It's all garbage, of it, bro. <laughs> like, really, bro. <laughs> all like, yeah. If you're like two minutes to like go on SoundCloud, bro, because you'll probably find some crazy artists mm-hmm. that has 200 followers. That you'll love, yeah. But you just, and it
0: wasn't no garbage in the '80s, bro. Like it's it's bro, funny. it's it's some niggas that was in the '80s Facts, that were garbage, bro. bro. Like, I like yo. Let's call it spade a spade. K.
1: Busy knows I'm telling the truth over there, <laughs> bro. I've had like I've had some some discussions like the same way. It was like dog. Some of that some of that shit was garbage. Like garbage, bro, bro. like yo. I mean, if it wasn't for Rakim like dudes would still be rapping like you know, just almost solely as like a party like like supplementer mm-hmm. that's like what rap was before people like rock him and and, and big daddy yeah. Kane like, like
0: because that was shit. the goal of like the the dj was the forefront exactly <laughs> and so really the mc's job was to entertain the crowd with the dj mm-hmm. and so you had the everybody say yeah hip-hop yeah, huh, 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 and pss, that's what was the way it was yeah. that transition didn't happen like you said like the rock the big daddy Kane right where they really start putting words together it was like, oh, what's this? What's yeah, this right, flow right, pattern? Right, like, right. okay, that's what inspired Nas, and you know, Man, and everything and you else. know, like, um, who else? That it was a part of Big Daddy Kane era that was dope as hell. That a lot of people got. Um, dang, he Mali right on the tip Mali of my tongue. Not Melly Mel. I want to say it's like G something. Then go on. Oh, coochie, yeah. Could you who, who said coochie rap?
1: Coogee rap, yeah, Coogee yeah, rap. rap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's because yeah. he
0: was part of Kane's crew as well. Yeah, Coogee rap. Uh, he's a big influence on a lot of people. Yeah,
1: I, I think probably I would I would get dragged by some hip hop heads for maybe saying I like Rakim better, but yeah. I think Coogee I mean, rap is it. like the yeah. I mean, there's and so like yo, so again, so we. can I like Rockin' better over Coogee rap, and we and we can have this appreciation. We could also like the new shit. You know, mm. they're not mutually exclusive, and I think it's you know. I think it's something to be said for dudes that feel like it is mm-hmm. because it really isn't like, you just have to kind of be uh, I guess just a little bit more open to, you know, what it's almost just like you, you just, it's just like being realistic of understanding that a genre that started in this one small space mm-hmm. now exists worldwide. Yeah, It's being made in, different environments and if the environment is what's going to shape the artist and the person using the art you know whatever they're creating then like you can't expect the same type of hip hop to sound the same as it does in Brooklyn coming from Boise yeah it just won't Mm -hmm. so it was kind of just like almost being like pragmatic with this understanding of like yo this is a worldwide genre now and it's not supposed to sound like the same thing anymore yeah, and you would can. think you would think they would up. know that. <laughs> but that's kind of what I mean. It's like, yo, it's growing up. Yeah, it's not you know, it's your baby, but it's not it's a the world's baby. baby. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but you you said it better. It's it's not a baby anymore. It is grown up. Yeah, it's
1: it's, it's yeah. forty. Like hip hop
0: can pay bills.
1: Yeah, he's starting to like really get into his. You know what I'm saying? Like into the swing of 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 just being like you said. Like this is it's, it. Just became like. The top genre in the world mm. like that it wasn't like that you know for the whole time but like that was just over a couple years ago that just surpassed rock yeah rock's been around since uh i mean however we want to like you know start rock at what maybe the 30s 40s ish i don't know so you 20s. know like chuck berry i don't know yeah it's what kind of like i don't know exactly we want to start yeah. um but Depends yeah so you, you figure uh, it had like that's like you know 80 years ish 70 to 80 years Mm. you know of just kind of being the more dominant genre we've only really been in a place where like the record keeping we can say that hip-hop is the most dominant genre in the last like three or four years Mm. so like what's this shit gonna sound like in 20 years it's been a little bit more
0: dominant than that six well i think it has
1: i think it has like in general but Mm. In terms of statistics, mm. where, like, they're using... Oh, you're bringing the numbers up on me. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> metrics, where they're like, all right, like, like based on numbers and sales and this type of whatever, mm-hmm. like, we can actually say that, like, definitively, hip-hop is now surpassed. Quality. Okay,
0: stat test. I'm going eye test. I eye oh, test, been they have run this thing for about 20 years. Facts. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but stats, you're right.
1: That. Stats, like... It's only mm-hmm. just done it. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. And so that, like, that in and of itself is is crazy, mm. obviously, because because of where it started. Yeah. But then again, I mean, it's the same with, I mean, you know, all American music is the same. It all started in this little pocket, you know. Yeah. And, and just and just and takes over the world. mm
0: mm-hmm. like,
1: are You have some, to do with that.
0: Yeah, your influences, you mentioned, like, Rakim. Like, what are some of your... Because you are from, you know, we're talking about someone... You know, you said back in the day you you were more of like the backpack. And your lyrics are still of someone, when when I think of backpack, that's not a bad thing. I think of someone that that holds their lyrics close to them, mm-hmm. that's really trying to be lyrical and, and on that wave. And I feel like the only thing that you've done um, now away from that, it's not really away from that. It's just you're not on your typical boom bop backpack type beats no right, more. Right, right. You've learned to merge different genres and and mix this 808 um, beautifully of what you do, mm. and so and still give people the lyrics of like a backpack rapper. Um, when did that merger start to like happen? What were some of the influences outside of hip hop, um, aside from like the rock kings? Like, what are the other genres that you that you listen to that that merged like who you are today?
1: Um, jazz is is my second if not my top favorite genre of music to listen to but wow. you know I'm, I'm really um uh I, it's hard for me to have like favorites lists on anything because mm. everything is just so um change based on the day based on my mood mm. um so i would say jazz a lot you know i used to listen to i used to play guitar when i was like 13 14 so i would listen to uh you know some rock here and there and um certain rock bands like kind of open my eyes to different song structures mm. and you know hip hop is is pretty at least not now but you know for most of it growing up it's like pretty regimented and just set in terms of the structure of how songs would roll and I've always mm. kind of been like even though like how you have to like you know I've always felt like okay like I don't know if there's really like rules of hip hop, quote unquote, but if there are, I would imagine one of them is like, all right, the words at least got a rhyme. It's yeah. Like, kind like yeah, of like that. Yeah, at least things, be the right? number one rule back in the day. Mm. And it's like, you could look at a singer songwriter and like they can make a song and none of the words have to rhyme. Mm-mm. And they can make it and it's still a great song. So, like, but that's like something you, I don't think you could do that and still have it really be called rap. Mm. So I've always kind of appreciated like other other mediums that allow you to be a little bit more expressive. And again, hip-hop is changed since, you know, when I was, you know, when I'm kind of thinking about, like, what I was listening to when I was, like, 13. Like, mm. Linkin Park kind of did, like, some, you know, not, like, it was, it was new metal, but it almost felt like still a different Sub genre of new metal because like, Linkin Park is in
0: my top three bands of all time, bro. Yeah, so tread, like tread carefully things. with the, what you going oh, no, like, They're great, bro. Like, <laughs> <I'm>
1: um, <just laughs> um, what was the Hybrid Theory? <laughs> yeah, bro, I burnt my CD out, bro. My I CD love Linkin like, Park, bro. That what Hybrid they brought, Theory was crazy. It was mm. it was completely different than like the other new metal
0: that Damn, was out system of a down like how they like that merger of like new type
1: of like exactly fusion, what they were doing is like in that that like that you know brought in a different song structure yeah it did and like mm-hmm. a different like idea of what could be a popular song and like i think that like those types of elements plus again like i i love jazz and jazz is always you know conventionally unconventional in the sense of yeah, like the, yeah, you, yeah. you can have like something be 7-4 BPM, or, BPM mm. or time measure or whatever and, um, and have it work mm. because they're musicians and you know I've heard like like Rock Marciano does he'll do like beats on like a 7-4 times like the way that he raps on is like I think the best that anyone can do mm. and there's not a lot of rappers that can rap on that type of beat time structure because it's just so wonky yeah and so like that ability i think rock's underrated <laughs>
0: yeah, he's mastered criminally well.
1: underrated yeah. mm-hmm. i mean from the production to his actual raps mm-hmm. like the dude is, is i crazy. feel
0: like he's now starting just now really the past like i would say the last year really starting to get deep flowers mm-hmm. i seen meth talk about him in an interview i just earlier, saw that shit too yeah yeah even last year i was um i was looking at something i was listening to him and i was just like Dang, Rock's been doing it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Just like to see his progression, still just definitely one of the most
1: consistent yeah. when it comes to what he does. Yeah, but yeah, very every every do project that. for sure. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's you know, even um, I don't know if like he's really the credit for like finding. I don't know if you ever heard of Stove God Cooks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like that's like his you know his doing or whatever. But I know he at least produced you know the first major one, the Reasonable Drought, mm. and like. You know, that's just like having... That's having the eyes on the street yeah. in the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is obviously important because the music is, again, still will always exist more so to the younger generation than the older ones. Yeah. Because at a certain point, you know, we're like... A 20-year-old can focus on music differently more times than not than a 30-something-year-old. Like, yeah. we, At that point, we do generally have more adult responsibilities unless, you know, fucking we're famous or whatever. But, like, Mm. for the most part, if you're just talking about, like, the same person on a, you know, on the same trajectory, that 20-year-old has more time to focus on going to shows and, like, being more active with... I mean, they still might have a job. They Mm. still might have all the same responsibilities. But the mind isn't, like... It's not developed in the same way. So, like, the music is, you know, especially at that point... I mean, I, I remember when I was, like, 19, 20, it was just so, like new Mm. and exciting. And like, you're hanging out with like 30 something year old dudes who are like, you know, OGs in the game. Mm -hmm. And like, that was always exciting. And now that I'm in my thirties, you're like a sponge at that age. Right. And now that I'm like on the other side, it's dope hanging out with the, with younger kids. Yeah. Like younger people that are doing this and going to shows. And I, like, I genuinely feel like that's, what's keeping me young. Yeah. is like still going to these events and still making music, like such a part of my life that, it's not just like a hobby, you feel me? Like I'm really, like I I love to go see 23 year old rappers, yeah, like local rappers, like it's dope because you love the art. Yeah, I mean, you love and the you art. You might just catch one that's like, damn, like this dude is he got it? He's man. fucking nice. Yeah, and you yeah. had no idea, mm-hmm. and like that, like still, like still being a fan is one of the best parts of music. Yeah, by that's far, beautiful.
0: Yeah, I think, if, and if that doesn't leave, like it's the same with me when it comes to just like. Um, not just going to shows, but doing this podcast. Like, I that's part of the whole entwine of everything because, like, I love the whole process of this—from the editing behind the scenes to talking to people about like their craft, what they're doing. Particularly, it's heavily on more of music than anything else. Mm. Um, and part of that is because, like, I still enjoy going to the shows. I still enjoy, like you said, I don't have as much time as I did when I was in my twenties, but I still take time away from just a day of just like discovering new music or like right. going to a show like with nothing but no i don't know nobody on that list yeah, but it's yeah, just yeah. like yo i might discover a new cat that i might can bring on the podcast and you know we we chalk up a daggone. i've i got a lot of young cats now to where it's just like i met them at shows and like i'll put them on the podcast and like that that bond is there now because yeah, of that and so it's like it's the same thing man it's just like when you're a fan of something like they see that appreciation mm-hmm. and I feel like that's what keeps you young. There's a reason why Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg. Facts. It's because like he comes back and, and you know, he hangs with the youth as well. Yeah. And you know, like he, he put cats that we look up to now, like a whiz and stuff like that under his wing to where that helped him stay relevant. Yeah. And it, so,
1: you know, giving back that, like the ability to give back the validation Yeah, is, mm-hmm. you know, is gratifying in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, You know, I still do get a little bit, a little weirded out when people say like I inspire them, Mm. but I do get it every now and then, and it's nice enough to know that I can be in a position where I can validate somebody and their music Mm. just by liking it, just by going to the show, just by saying that was a dope song. You know, having that type of responsibility or I don't, you know, I won't call it power because it's not power, but mm-hmm. having that that ability to reciprocate that uh, is, I mean, that's everything because that's that's what we all wanted when we started too. Yeah, is the same shit as somebody that seemed like they knew what the fuck they were doing, saying, "This is dope. What you're doing is dope." So to be in that position is is great, and I want to continue to be able to keep meeting new people and being like hey man this is really dope Mm -hmm. and know that uh it could mean a lot to somebody you know which is again what i would try to think of when i was in that position sometimes hearing that from certain people really did mean like everything
0: yeah it did it did i i agree yeah i agree completely um where did you get the name six from Six Cardinals. Uh, okay,
1: yeah. So six Cardinals. So <laughs> I was really high. I was like 14. Um, so the. Four- I always thought you were a Cardinals fan, like St. Louis Cardinals. Nah, that's just how I tell people, like in terms of spelling. So um, the four Cardinal directions, north, south, east, west. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was like, if the fifth was down and the sixth was looking up. Mm. So six Cardinals. Okay. And I, I simplified it from six. With a th six to six cardinal, just because it felt it, just, you know, had rolled off the tongue better.
0: Oh, okay, so, all right. That is yeah. nothing what I thought it was. Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know,
1: my my birthday is June sixth too. Oh, okay. Well, but it's not. It's
0: that still don't got nothing to do wildly with it
1: really. unrelated. Mm. Yeah. Mm, it
0: just fit like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, divine intervention. Something I, I like know that, bro. It. Yeah. I
1: don't know what it was, but yeah, it's lucky enough that it's just like. I think I'm just happy that it's unique enough of a name that nobody else has it. Yeah, I've I've had homies, you know, in the scene that have had to change their name two or three times because mm. they just picked something t- too generic. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and just like, damn, like that sucks. You know what I mean, like having to work under this name for like two years and then find out that somebody else has your name and they're doing way better. Yeah, yeah. And like, mm-hmm. oh, all right, I guess I gotta change and now it's like a whole rebrand. Mm-hmm. And I
0: tried to do that with this like when I when I created it a couple of years back. I, um, I was like, let me make sure nobody has this, man. Like, because I don't want to, I, I knew, I know me mm-hmm. and I know the potential of how I wanted it to build mm-hmm. and um, I wanted it to build as a brand and it is building as a brand but part of that is knowing that, you know, somebody else doesn't have that name. Or, you know, I don't I want it to be five years down the line and, like, there's a Azelaide in the West Coast that's bigger than mine. And I'm right, like, oh, right, man, right.
1: like... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that shit, I mean, again, like, it's almost like... I mean, I don't know, you know, exactly how the artist reacted, but, you know, does it, you know, would it feel like it invalidates all the music prior? Like, how mm-hmm. would you, you know, how would you approach it? Like, would you almost kind of phase it out of your discography? Like, just not even consider it your music anymore? Or, like, yeah. would you, I don't know, you know, be... It's like a low-key existential crisis if you really had to, like, stop and just be like, oh, shit, like, this dude's got a million views, like, with my same name.
0: I know a couple of my boys where they, they just switched. They they took the old stuff off and yeah. just completely just rebranded themselves and everything. Right. I mean, you might have to at that yeah. point. Yeah. You really might. They were at a stage. that Now, I've, I haven't seen someone um, that did it. Um, at a stage where they had so much consistent content and then they would have to do it mm. now that that would be
1: messed up a oh, lot yeah. of the
0: cats that I'm talking about they're like hey like maybe like one project out
1: like two projects I out. did have a homie that had <laughs> he had his name for a few years mm. like at least four or five mm. working well with that name and then we found a dude on the west coast with the same name same spelling mm. Uh, different vibe but still hip hop and that was it you had to
0: you know had to cut it off yeah I was gonna rap as well well I did rap for a little minute and um somebody has Titus like it's it's a dude in New Jersey who um he started out rapping like I keep tabs of him yeah like I mean he's is he dumb. from Titusville Nah, <laughs> nah, but that's where, um, my, that's where my aunts live. Oh yeah, yeah. Titusville, Titusville, New Jersey. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I don't think he's from. I think he's from like East Orange. Or something. I did oh, my God. research on the cat, yeah. but like, <laughs> yeah, he um he tight. he was dope. Like yeah. he's dope, but um he's totally switched over on some like Machine Gun Kelly type stuff. Like he's doing the like, new, like rock. You yeah, know what I'm saying? he's doing that now.
1: It's yeah, just, I've noticed like there was this dude, man, that. There's this cat I found uh, maybe like four or five years ago. This white cat, Oliver Francis. That sounds familiar. Um, he, when he came out, he was doing, like, it was, like, pretty melodic, you know, um, but he was also doing all of his own production. Mm. Like, this kid was dope. I thought he was super dope. And now he's doing a similar kind of switch where it's, like, a rock. It's way more rock infused, and it's, like, like, are we like, I don't know if I'm cynical enough to be like, all right, is it just because was, was this white kid using hip hop as a foot in the door, mm-hmm. right? To just now be like, I'm going to express myself in like a realer way mm-hmm. and do like with a band and cause now I have the resources and, yeah. my, and the fan base and like that type of shit. And it's just like, and we've seen that enough. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if it's actually like, I see, I, again, I don't know if it's just me being cynical. Like, for all I know, like, the dude is still just as genuine. This is just where the music's taking him. Mm. And I'm being, like, you know, I'm projecting that because we've had people, like, you know, Machine Gun, say shit like that in publications. Like, say some out-of-pocket shit about, like, how, you know, they get to express themselves in, like, a realer fashion now Mm. and, like, distance themselves from hip-hop. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, like, it wasn't restricting when you were doing it. Mm. It still isn't, but, like, you know... Was it just a piggyback thing, like that? You because you wanted to use it as a relevancy. And you didn't want to start with this emo rock thing because you didn't think it would work.
0: I don't. I don't think so. I think. Um, I think that was his end goal was to be like how he is. Okay. Um. Just person. I mean, yes. So like yes to what you're saying. Right. That I do think that it was a piggyback, and I feel like he's always wanted to get to the level that how he he is now, mm. the way that he is. But I feel like from the area that he was at, I just think he just didn't have the resources yet, and he didn't have the confidence yet to do it, like how he did it mm-hmm. That's why I feel like and if you remember in the beginning stages, he was beefing a lot with Cuddy, yeah like, because like for whatever reason, like he was on Cuddy's head because of like. Um, people was just like respecting Cudi more being from like I think honestly I think it was envy in the beginning stages because Cudi just didn't care
1: hmm. like
0: Cudi was just like I'm gonna beat to my own drum I'm gonna give people all of this type of stuff with the hip hop infusion because that's how I am as an artist Right. and I think it was a little bit of envy towards it because the beginning stages Cudi was the more relevant artist compared to Machine Gun Kelly mm-hmm. and um, I still think that to this day when it comes to impact that it's, it's a lot more many Cuddies out here than it is You know, many Machine Gun Kellys. Yeah. But I feel like that always was the goal. It's just that Cudi did it first. And so I think with that, he was like, man, this guy's getting respected, crossing boundaries and genres. I want to do that. And and you know
1: what it is? Is that, you know, even with that being said, it's like, like Cudi could make hip hop the whole time. And I would still consider him more of like a multi-genre artist than somebody like Machine Gun Kelly, who might do rap. And then rock and then punk or like whatever, because like mm. even when he, whatever he's doing he's still so one-dimensional mm. like this this new phase of him is is generic cookie cutter shit, like it's mm. not even good punk music yeah
0: it'd be different and it'd be different if like just unlike Cuddy Dead, which in the beginning stages, he gave you the melodic tones of like you knew. A merger would not be surprising. Right. Because he gave you all of this in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so... And did it well. As right. Opposed like, to he like, was
1: infusing all these elements mm-hmm. that, like, again, like, Machine Gun Kelly, like, when he was a rapper, he was just a rapper. Like, he wasn't doing anything crazy. He was mm-hmm. rapping on, you know, he was just a white boy. Yeah. That was, was, like, rapping with, like, a certain, you know, and his videos had a certain look. And he had certain people, you know, in his videos. And, and like, that was it. He wasn't, like, really, like, infusing anything to, like, make his rap more one-dimensional than that. And mm. now that he's doing rock, it's the same thing. Like, he's not doing anything crazy with it. He's, like, did, like it feels so company-pushed, mm. just, like, planted. It Like, again, like, the music's not even interesting. Yeah, It's, like, you know, I'm not going to fault anybody realistically for, like, switching the genre over. Not at it, all, no. Of course. Mm. But it's, like, yo, if you're going to do it, you know if if especially in his position where he was like having problems with cuddy because he might have wanted to be that person first Mm. he still is not doing it he's not like infusing shit he's not like you know mixing a pot like bro it's just like you know reheated shit Mm. over and over again yeah it's just the same like he's the same rapper as he is in rock he's the same rock you know what i'm saying like it's it's the same one like one dimensional aspect of an artist Whereas like a record company is like be this. We saw these fucking cutouts of what rock stars are supposed to look and sound like. Yeah, you know, I think that. he
0: just got tired of not being a superstar. And right. I think he he been in the game for over fifteen years, going on going on about like like his whole process of like getting on getting signed to Diddy all that, and I think he just got tired of being overlooked. I think he felt like he reached a pinnacle. Hip hop wise, Mm. that he will not get to any other levels. Like, because at the end of the day, he's, he, at the time that he switched over, he wasn't better than Mm GEZ. He wasn't, he wasn't to me, just to me personally, he wasn't the best white dude out. Like, he wasn't better than GEZ. He wasn't, Jack Harlow had been coming. Mac Miller is a god, you know? So it's like, he wasn't touching that anyway. Mm -hmm. And so I guess he was like to a point where it was like, I gotta do something else. Like, if, if I wanna, I still wanna be a superstar and this lane is an open slot for it. Like this this cookie cutter like what you're talking about. Yeah. I got the looks, I got the the resources now. I got Travis Barker bark um yep, backing yep, me yep. who can teach me, like who who came from a band that knows about that pop style
1: mm-hmm. of rock.
0: He had the antidote. And so like yeah, that's, I that's, think he took advantage of his resources and it worked. And yeah, so that's, like
1: that's that's fucking that's gospel right there, for mm-hmm. sure, because Without again, yeah. Without hard to
0: fail when you have Travis Barker, arguably one of the best drummers of all time, backing you, and so it's That's like I'm saying,
1: you really don't have to do much mm-mm. at that point.
0: You don't have to do much at that point.
1: To to have now, he's got like yeah, that just that minimal amount of of stardom, which is uh, yeah, I'm sure what he's been wanting to do the whole oh, time. Oh yeah, he's know, been feigning for. That. for yeah. yeah, he got what he wanted. And like you said, there was there there was this, there's absolutely was a ceiling for him in hip hop, and mm. he hit it. somebody told him or he realized and switched up.
0: Yeah. I think it was a combination of both. I think he hit it. He knew it. And somebody did tell him. I think the industry told him. I think the label told him. and was like, look, because he had been tampering with different like instruments Mm -hmm. for like he, I'll give him that he has been tampering with different instruments. So I feel like him trying to put it in here and there. They're like, well, you know, you can play the guitar a little bit. Like we've seen you on the piano a little bit why don't you just like switch this whole image up? Right, like why I don't switch? you, cause this lane is, we want rock back. Mm. We want, we, we tie of hip hop ruling it. We want rock back. Cause that's, that's the, that's what they want. They want rock to be back main. Facts. Like how it was. You can help us with that. Yeah. And so we'll make you whatever you want. We'll give you the resources. Who you want on the phone? You want mm-hmm. Travis on the phone? Mm-hmm. Who you want? Because we can make this thing work. You, you make got you it. You feel like and you're, so. you're
1: real and established mm-hmm. in this thing. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. I think it was his time, man. That's when what it was. He came in at the right time when the industry wanted a shift. Mm-hmm. They wanted, they're trying to, because a lot of people consider rock a dying art. Like when it comes to mainstream. We know it's Facts. still out here killing stuff when it yeah. comes to these shows and stuff. But mainstream, pop wise, popular, Rock has took a back seat to hip hop. Mm-hmm. And corporate doesn't like that. Yeah. You know? They don't they don't like a bunch of cause now they talk trash about Dame Dash, but now you got about twenty Dame Dashes out here. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like you got mm-hmm. P from you got P, you got Arnold Taylor, you got King Carter, you got you got T D E you got a lot of Dame Dashes out here now That's to right. where they like, man. We got to get rid of some of these hip hop casts, that's man. They right, <laughs> they getting Their too much money out get, here, it, man. Yeah, starting to get a yeah. lot lighter, man. We got to bring the white folks back, man. <laughs> For real, that's <laughs> no, just what no, I, I think. I'm, I think they just they they trying to change it back right. up, man.
1: I think you're a thousand percent right,
0: mainstream wise, anyway. Because because
1: because you know that they didn't see it getting this far. Mm-mm. No, they there thought no it'd be a fad. Of course, I mean I mean people were dumb enough to think the internet was a fad. So like. They obviously undersold hip hop. Yeah. And long now they're like scrambling because, yeah, they're realizing again, like it just overpassed rock in the last like couple of years. And they're like, yo, what do we even, like now, what do we do? And like you said, popular rock is, is a complete standstill. Mm-hmm. You know, when's the last like popular rock band that we've, you know, really like, the killers was like, what? They they up there with me too. 10, 15 years ago when they came out. Mm -hmm. Chemical Romance, like, you know, those same time, about 10 years. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. we haven't had a band like that in the same way that's been popular in Mm -hmm. a while. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's probably more of maybe, maybe that is what they're looking for now. And they're realizing that, like, it's not about the bands, it's about taking people who have reached that ceiling in one particular space and just reshifting the focus utilizing whatever fan base they have and just pooling the money into a different space by like turning Machine Gun Kelly from a rapper into a rock star. Yeah. So it's like you almost like you don't even have to do like because you could just get like if he's still Machine Gun Kelly, it's not like he's Machine Gun Kelly's running or, you know, headlining a band or front fronting a band. You know, mm-hmm. you could just get supporting you know, musicians. Man, just get the best musicians. Out yeah, and they me. don't have to like they don't have to have like uh, they're not collaborating. They're not coming together to like you know make music together. Like mm-hmm. they're following Machine Gun Kelly's lead. So like yeah. it wouldn't matter who you throw whatever drummer whatever. It's not like actually having a band and five different people with five creative energies like working mm-hmm. on something together. Yeah. So it's way easier. Yeah. Just to be like, yo, just get in the studio, learn the notes, play them, and you'll go on tour with Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. He's still Machine Gun Kelly. He's still fronting but it's not a band. Yeah. He just now has the power of a band. hmm
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Yeah. And it kind of depreciates the, you know, because they've done that in the past, but like you said, it's been with different, like, Nine Inch... uh not Nine Inch Nails. Um, Lincoln Park was Magic in the Bottom because yeah. those cats were created together. Mm-hmm. Like, they they didn't, like... They weren't, like, a band for, like, on the rise and, like, they got signed. Like, they put those cats together. Yeah. They They were masters of whatever they're doing and they brought that band together and then they became lincoln park yeah but they were still like how you said they were it was like they did the avengers in a sense like Mm -hmm. they were already masters of their craft of what they were doing they put them together and you still got five different personalities trying to merge and make you know music together as opposed to like how you said with with machine gun they're like this is the leader you guys just follow his lead mm-hmm. and like whatever
1: he wants to do like just you know just be replaceable him. yeah like you're not you're not putting creative input so mm-hmm. like we you are replaceable enough to just get another session drummer if needed yeah mm-hmm. so you know especially when it comes to you know yeah the this, this shifting tone of just like propping up an individual as opposed to looking for and I'm sure that you know we're probably underselling some elements of rock too like i'm sure there's lots of like may- maybe just shifted in terms of what popular rock like maybe maybe the radios need to like rethink what popular rock is because i'm feeling like maybe more indie shit you yeah. know like the less heavier stuff is maybe the radios need to popular. rethink a lot of stuff <laughs> the radio in general is trash yeah. mm-hmm. but they've you know kind of been kind of been trash for a while yeah so it's a, it's a it's a weird business model you figure, you know, when you have streaming services and all this shit now, like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Do you still need the radio to be a star? No. Do you Do you think so? No. Because that, that seems to be the Like, Ebro was talking about that, and he was saying how um, you can still get on without the radio. He said, but to be a superstar, you still need the radio. Superstar,
1: like selling out arenas? Probably. You think so? I
0: still don't think so, I think bro. I think
1: you still would. I, it's probably, like, okay, I would say if, in terms of the list of accomplishments, to get to that superstardom, it's probably the least priority. Because if you're on the, the radio... The radio would be
0: the least priority. you probably
1: completed the five above it. Mm. But it's still, like, important, I think. Just a little bit. Because it's reinforcing this... It's reinforcing yourself as a household name, mm. because now you're on the radio, you're getting heard by people that are like, they just listen to the radio because they're like on their commute. Yeah. Those type of people are now, they know Bad Bunny. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, that's when you officially reach the superstardom level. But again, you've already accomplished like shit way before, I'm um, you know, in a, in a in a much grander scale before yeah, getting yeah. to that point. But like, it is now an important piece of it because you have random suburban moms that don't listen to shit like that still mm-hmm. knowing the name. Be yeah. like, oh, okay, I've heard of them when their daughters talk about them at, you know, at the dinner table or something. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. would say superstardom, yeah, for the radio, but you could still be a star without it mm. if you just don't want to you know, sell out Madison. What sweater. are you
0: defining as a superstar opposed to a star? like superstar what is international as opposed to a star was what like nationally based or
1: yeah i mean i think i think you can be a star here and you can you can sell out you can sell out mid-range venues you know places like the fillmore Mm. you can do you know uh if you toured on venues like that you can you know plus having uh you know a, a solid utilization of your social media so
0: superstar we're talking like spectrum yeah, like not talking like arenas, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, arena yeah. tours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: Like, mm. like you know, potentially like large corporate sponsorship. Mm-hmm. You know, Live
0: Nation. Well, Live Nation does feel more. So right. I see what you mean, though. That's you know, like that, that type. That of I would venues. say is yeah. like
1: the does that shift mm-hmm. and that difference between like SNL type. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, and even then, like, yeah, even SNL, like, like okay, so I would say SNL is more superstardom than say. Um, Jimmy Kimmel because Jimmy Kimmel yeah, I agree he's yeah. played people that I yeah. wouldn't consider superstars but he's had them on because he's you know giving them and there's mm-hmm. some other you know helps with who show. his music
0: director is now though uh, Amir from exactly. from Roots when you have someone that's the ear of it now not taking nothing away from Jimmy because I feel like Jimmy does it better than any other late night mm-hmm. when it comes to allowing the hip hop to have that space yeah he does a lot um, of that. and he's a fan of it and it helps that he hired um, Amir, who's the drummer of the Roots, as the director of it. To mm-hmm. where like you have somebody that has that ear to be like, all right, well we can bring this dude on. Like they brought Cardi on before he was, yeah, like superstar yeah, yeah, yeah. like that because exactly. their ears is to the streets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. Superstar like
1: SNL's only S-N-L, getting yeah. musical acts that. Lauren
0: Michaels only messing with superstars. Exactly like, on his show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. Like mm-hmm. that
1: that that's a clear. Like defining line too I think is like If you're you're playing SNL I think you can safely Consider yourself Superstar Yeah Mm -hmm. Because they generally Don't put on Anyone less than that Nah Nah They don't got the time to Right They look at it like we're SNL like Yeah and who would it look You know having You know A mid-level artist Next to an A-list actor
0: Yeah yeah That'd be crazy though (laughs) (laughs) That would be wild though Like That's um, how it should be though Yeah, that would that
1: would be nuts, bro.
0: Because that's how it is in real life.
1: That's how those parties are.
0: Yeah, like those 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 stars that they don't consider superstars are still out here mingling with these Brad Pitts. They just they just see them at parties. Yeah, they just see them at parties. Like they know who they are. Mm -hmm. Like they listen probably to the music. Yeah, they probably are rooting for an SNL SNL to put somebody on there like that. But. Yeah, old yeah, man well philosophy. That.
1: Yeah, so. I, you, and you know Lauren's Lawrence fishy about that shit since Cypress Hill. Ah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of, one of the greatest hip hop mm-hmm. stories for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, he's I,
0: very iffy on that.
1: Yeah, I you know, I, I mean I I want to blame him, <laughs> but, <laughs> but shout out to Cypress Hill and shout out to Muggs for keeping it a fucking buck. On what do you rank them when it comes to groups? Uh. I mean, I rank them high, like, as their impact, and in terms that of my ability, impact, I mean, it's it's you know when you think about when you think about certain songs, the ability to make a song like, jump around, that like, is so universal. Mm. I mean, this song will be around forever, and not mm. only around in like it's around in the most diverse cause you know I've I've I DJed and stuff like that. So I've DJed uh you know Bar Mitzvahs, King like those types of events. Mm. And like there are certain staple songs like here in America, like for weddings. And like jump around like there's hey ya. Mm. Like there are songs that like Whoop there it is honestly <laughs> possibly. <laughs> but there are like fifty That's to 100 just my staple song. That's that's just what you want on repeat for your wedding. <laughs> I see you, dog. You just yeah. hired me, bro. I got it. I'll throw a fucking 10-hour loop of that shit, bro. Let just get down. Let's get it. Um, but, yeah, like, yo, the ability to make a song that transcends that aspect of, like, yo, like, you can just, you like, it will be played at every single wedding, mm-hmm. like, it's crazy. Um, you know, I never really, like, you know, I listened to, like, their albums and stuff, like, when I was younger, you know, I haven't been growing up or whatever, like kept listening to him in the same way except for mugs mugs is incredibly insane with the production he's been doing in the last Mm. like his run in the last five years has been stellar Mm. everything he's been doing with soul assassins has been crazy um but yeah i mean it's cool like you know see like be real in them like i know they're still touring uh i know he's doing like all his cannabis shit Mm. keeping that business going good which is always great to see you know more people you Know, not yeah, got
0: his shows. I'm, I think I feel like he had like a hot box in one, yeah, like, yeah. He was whip. doing that for a while, Don't too, be real.
1: Yeah, just, yeah, just chilling on the whip. Um, yeah, like it's it's. there's just so many ways to you know to, to do different stuff now, there's yeah. So many so a lot many of ways to get a bag here. nowadays, exactly. Yeah, you can just have to, yeah. I mean, you know, getting getting started and having the resources to. to to feel the options is obviously one thing but like if you can get if you can get yourself to that position where you feel like you have options I mean then like you know nowadays you can really play around with like super specific shit yeah make a fucking TikTok that's just you making a specific type of jam and like that could I don't know, it could be freaking it. explode out of nowhere. Now you're selling 100, 100 cases of jam every month or something, you know? What yeah, I'm saying? like
0: which I'm all about, man. I'm yeah. all especially when it comes to like vets and when it comes to like hip hop, like because the like somebody else said that I think Wallow from Million Dollars Worth of Games said that to Thug before they got locked up. He was trying to pretty much like be like, yo, keep your stuff tight, man, when it comes to just like you know, having the right people in your circle and mm-hmm. everything that mattered too. He was like, man, he's like, y'all getting money that OG's in the game never got for mm-hmm. their whole life, let alone you guys getting this stuff for a show, man, don't like ruin this stuff. And I thought about it. I was like, man, it's dope to see like cats like a real. That's that's. Branching off from like you know they were probably getting bread they were getting bread but like compared to the show money now Facts. like I don't care what these three sixty deals and stuff they talking about they still are getting more bread than the cats that was the, what they were getting back in the most day most definitely especially if you were like considering like having household type songs like jump around and being like superstar and stuff they still getting crazy bags so to see a B B-Rail branch off Snoop branch off. Get a bag, even hell, even Trick Daddy with his cooking show. Like, right. I love seeing stuff like that, man. So that's, Cause that's right. what it's all about, getting bags everywhere, especially for the vets that didn't get that bag like I feel like they should have back in the day.
1: Yo, because, I mean, the music industry in general is not kind to the artists, but it's hip-hop, you know, especially is notoriously, you know, we, we, you know, we don't take care of the OGs. Mm. You know, it, we don't have, you know, a union, do, I was, that was going to be my next question. Do you think it would ever be
0: one like how it is with actors, like with SAG and everything? I like mean, them?
1: in time, probably, yeah, but uh, I wouldn't imagine for a while. Mm you know it's just one of those things that like so not
0: like 10 years down the line you're you're looking probably I think like maybe like 40 50 40.
1: before like something like that is even like I could really say that I, yeah, you know, I agree you have to be like a because then because then it, you know then a
0: couple more billionaires in hip hop
1: facts it's going to start that's going to start you know allowing lines to be drawn as to the consideration of if you're a rapper or not it's like alright so like you, you know to, like, I don't know the exact processes to be considered into certain actors' groups or whatever, but, like, to have a specific union where, like, let's say w- there was a position where we had a hip-hop union where we were pr- able to provide health insurance, you know what I'm saying? So, like, people, like, we're not watching all of our fucking idols die at 43, 44 from, mm-hmm. you know, prevent, not, you know, sometimes not preventable, but sometimes very preventable health things. Yeah. And, you know, it would require a level of, like, well, to be included in this group, like, you know, what stipulations are you meeting? What are you not meeting? But honestly, I think that in time, I think it's it would just be important regardless. I mean, it sucks to watch, you know, people like our idols like that, n- knowing that a lot of them are not going to be, like, 60, 70 yeah, years old. Yeah, yeah. It sucks, man. You know, you can... You know, not that a lot of rock stars are the same. I'm not really sure. I mean, especially in the 80s. I guess a lot more of them are fucking dying off early because mm. they were just wilding out. But, like, you know, hip-hop is just bad for it, man. And just, it's just, like, you know, especially with COVID, and just, like, yo, like, I mean, we've yeah. lost, like, some really important people yeah, recently. Doom. doom. It's doom like... That was unexpected. That one... Man, Doom doom is a huge influence, mm. for sure. Like, the way he, he put together... Um, words and 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 just the the sequence of rhyming is a huge way of like how i put together my shit and bro mm-hmm. like when i heard that pioneer for a lot of people man mm-hmm. that death was him prodigy mm-hmm. like x x for me x like he was x. shot x right dumb. around fucking like at the Riva motorsports bro it was Right around the corner from my apartment in Deerfield. Are mm-hmm.
0: oh, you talking about shocking, though. Right? Or are you saying, in a sense, it didn't oh, shock you? Said you because sh-
1: oh, I said X, bro. I'm bugging, bugging. I'm literally sitting here thinking of fucking... What, uh, XXX?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about DMX. Man.
1: Dark, man. No, I'm bugging. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, see, that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah, that one um, hit a lot of my friends from New York like really fucking hard. Yeah, I grew up on DMX. Really hard. Yeah. yeah it's just like it's it's just tough man like how at what point do we do we realize that like there should be a collective to like put you know to want to protect these people yeah somehow like i don't know if it's like a fucking go fund me or something but like there was a way that somebody put up something to be like look man there's just this fund of money for like these you know again this is all just like on paper sounding good like i'm not saying this would work in any sort of way but it'd be nice to know that like yo if a a rapper that you know somebody important to us like got sick they would have the resources like they don't have to like you know maybe fucking like risk their health doing like a shitty tour or something like Mm -hmm. just to get the money for the health that they're risking on the tour yeah you know it's
0: ridiculous which a lot of artists do
1: they got because they have to because they don't have like we we don't we don't have like institutions to you know we don't have no safety nets like shit just happens it just happens yeah and especially now like streaming numbers and all that like if you're not on the road actively making the money through merch and those types of physical sales like i don't think you're really making money in music anymore yeah Mm -hmm. unless you're a superstar yeah you're right yeah, you're right. It's tough.
0: It would have to be within because it definitely wouldn't be from like the label, like creating something like how they did with SAG because actors and that's still a white dominant industry mm-hmm. as opposed to hip hop. They kind of want that to die off anyway. Exactly. They want the legends to die off anyway. Right. Um, it have to be. They internal. don't want no union protecting us. Right. <laughs> it have to be an internal push. It had to push. be within, like like Dre, Puff, like like I said, we need more billionaires internally to where cats just do that to where it really could be done now but like the process of it could be done now the of start course. of it could be done now but Casper just had to want to do it right yeah, like, you have that's, to that's want to do part. it like Elon Musk could easily like solve homeless like easily. he can easily solve like world hunger yeah. you got to want to do that stuff exactly. at the end of the day exactly yeah. plenty of money
1: Oh yeah, Gotta I mean, wanna we literally do have money and resources for everybody mm-hmm. right now. We just it's just a matter of yeah, you, you know, do I want to do that? Relying on the altruism of somebody who has made all their money in a country that every single day told them that you're an individual to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and to not help your neighbor out. Mm, like yeah. it's literally counterintuitive to build somebody up that way, have them build an empire and then rely on their kindness oh. it's like bro no like at this point <laughs> yes yeah. nah like you made your money in this society you have to pay it back mm-hmm. that's just how it works you get to, you 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 won capitalism you got 43 billion dollars take one of those billions and clean up this fucking place
0: for, yeah you know for what i'm saying sure. it's
1: just like yo but what we're just like we're hoping that they'll do it mm-hmm. which is Bug the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Good again, luck with that. That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, you yeah. had, you had they had to step over everybody to get there. Mm-hmm. They're not going to help out based on their kindness because yeah. they didn't make their money. Based I'm their not kindness. kind. Like, you
0: you created a monster. That's what I'm like. saying. And we can I'm a shark out here Thanks.
1: Yeah. And it's we, but, you know, again, it's all, uh, you know, yeah. the money's getting funneled into the right hands. It's just not, you know, it's not. Capitalism Is is, is really based on devaluing. Mm. something has to have less value for the other thing to be able to be sold yeah so having the value of a billionaire you know and devalue you know having him just like step in and fix shit even though it could be done devalues the entire the entire mission that america's been telling us which is you have to do it yourself yeah yeah and sucks you're right Because you don't and you can't. We live in a world Nobody live. really does. We literally we, nobody mm. does. America doesn't. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> This is a country built off
0: of loans. Like saying, bro.
1: everything is built off of somebody else's mm. back. I mean yeah. they wonder how, you know, pyramids and shit like that got built. It's like, bro, you just throw thousands of years of human suffering at it. Yeah. That's how mm. anything gets built. How do the railroads get built? They keep fucking killing people until it was built. Yeah. Like, it's not really yeah. anything sad. more complicated than that. It's just, you just keep throwing people that are dispensable mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. And that's why capitalism's working now. I mean, the, the machine will grind. It'll always go. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they look at us like stock. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's just cattle pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day. We're, yeah. we One gets sick, put another one in the
1: line. hmm Yeah. Sick, sad world, man. Sick, sad world. That's why we gotta, you know, fucking make the music when we can and just... You know, find the time, go to shows and, mm-hmm. and get some time to not be drowning. In have some
0: time. joy in life.
1: <laughs> we all need it, bro. Like yeah, you said, we man. All need the, we all need the breaks. Yeah, for you sure, know, man. We all need we t- the breaks.
0: We go back into music and um, then I'm going to let you get out of here for uh, a great episode that we have had, man. Word, I appreciate yeah. oh, you. Oh, for coming, sure, bro. Coming as well. Nah, this has been dope. What is um, next on the agenda with you when it comes to? when it comes to music, because, like, you're one of the artists where I feel like when I see you perform, I feel like, I feel like, I could be wrong. I feel like a project should be stewing. Like, I feel like, because when I see you perform, it's always love. It's always, like, I want more of this. Mm. And I want more of it in the sense of, um, you know, I would love, like, a full, because I feel like the last one was, like, 2020, maybe? Right. Like, yeah. Like, so,
1: yeah, the last... Uh, technically, the last one, the last project that I put out uh, was with my um, my duo, Two Weeks Notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to, to Drum Phonetic, where... Um, what was that, 2021? Yeah, that was that. Um, yeah, it was, like, a C-Lab 2021-based mm-hmm. project. So we released that one. Um, but, yeah, I, I generally... Because, again, I had the studio in That's a house. good collab. That's a Yeah, no, he's... he's He's st- stupid nice with the lyrics but' mm. I'm super super happy to have been making music with him um but you know i always because because I have the studio in the house um I always have a lot of stuff like just working in the back burner but mm. like I'm such a you know one, I'm a personal stickler with wanting to have the whole package ready. I'm gonna say, don't tell me you're Dr. Dre out here, bro. Gonna have, go. <laughs> don't tell me
0: you' sitting on heat, bro. You
1: know, I, I definitely am, but I won't detox it. I promise. It's just one of those things where, like, you know how? First of all, without even like just my own like sticklerness of wanting the package to be complete before I release mm-hmm. anything, like the 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 social media dictates that it needs to be that way. Like, mm. you you know, if you're going to drop a project, like, if you really wanted to have traction, you need everything. You need to be able to drop the music, and then you need to be able to drop the videos. You need to be able to drop everything concise mm. within a solid rollout. So, like, I don't even start announcing projects until I have, like... You know X, Y, and Z already in place, lined up like in my folder. You know what I mean? Like I to start announcing yeah. the titles, and like, it's just like a it's just like a little pet peeve of mine when dudes like announce dates and then oh we got problems, I gotta push it back, and it's just like oh, yeah. bro, like you knew yeah. that there was problems because mm. I've worked in this process long enough to know that like you had to know that your album was 100% ready. Mm. So, it's just like for me, I feel like the most professional way to do it is like don't even announce it until you if you can release <laughs> yep. it, everything the next day, that's when you can start Picking dates for rollouts. Mm -hmm. But up until that point, if you're, like, waiting on some shit, like, I feel like it just looks goofy when you're, like, pushing your own album off, like, unless you're, like, fucking Drake or Beyonce or whatever the fuck, and there's, like, an actual, like, bro, if you're just, like, an an artist, like, nah, you need to have everything ready to go. Yeah, So that is, like, one of my things that it does hold me up sometimes in releasing music because I don't want to just, like, I have lots of, like, little songs and, like, little things that I could just release, but then it just feels like I'm just doing it a disservice by just like kind of pushing it out Mm. and it's like am i just making it like i don't want to feel like i'm just making music for content Mm. so but all that aside like i do have i got three projects actually Mm. uh that are almost all done um one of them is uh i don't know you know spaceman jones and motherships Mm. so um motherhood produced this one mm. um i actually got spaceman on the feature which is mm. super dope because they were like the first north carolina like artists that i was interested or introduced to and in, like musically that way and i was like blown the fuck away yeah they dope i always so
0: try dope. to sh- show them love when they come into
1: charlotte yeah they're, they're stupid dope so i was like really honored to to work not only work with motherhood but to also get the spaceman feature was like huge uh so i got that project that actually i am planning on releasing that within the month uh Probably, I guess not this month, but within August, it's probably oh, okay. going to get released. Uh, after that, I got a project with Mike, Mike Estrella, um, and that one's almost done too. We don't have really any sort of details on that one yet. And after that, that's a talented motherfucker, right man. Yeah. My man is, you know, before before he moved, like myself and a few other friends in our group were telling them to move because mm. so we we're like, Estrella is too good for South Florida. Mm. Like they're not appreciating y'all. Like y'all need to get somewhere where y'all are gonna be appreciated for real. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they, they did the move because people definitely gave them yeah. some real love. They're album. really good, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, crazy. So yeah, I got a project with him that'll come out and then after that I got uh me and this me and my homie um, Mondrian Loop from Orlando got this project, which is I like it's I'm incredibly, incredibly happy with how this work this body work came out. It's mm-hmm. by far the most uh intricate a uh, well thought out project to the point where I I'm gonna be insistent on telling people to listen from track one f- uh, all the way to the end. Yeah, just let that thing ride. I'm not gonna release singles until after everything. Like I want it to be, you know, it needs to be experienced in that mm-hmm. way. And I'm, I'm I mean, you know, you can do whatever the hell you want, but that'll at least be my like artistic thing on telling people when I release it because I'm just like is I, we've really put an incredible amount of time and effort and love into this project and I'm mm, super, yeah. super excited. So that one will hopefully be out, I would say, mm-hmm. before the end of the year. But if not, I, like, right at the top of the year, hopefully, so that we could just keep that shit rolling because once that one's out, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna promote the shit out of it mm. for a while. Yeah. I heard Tyler, the creator, talking about that, you know, artists releasing a project and not promoting it for long enough. And yeah. I definitely have done that. Mm -hmm. So I know I need to be like more consistent with just remembering that like, yo, every new person who hasn't heard it is a new person. Yeah. So even if the project's old to me, and all projects, all of my music's old to me because I work on it. I do all my own recording, mixing, and mastering. Mm, So every single song I put out is is boring. (laughs) Talk your talk, man. Talk your talk. I do everything out here, dog. Yeah, artists, (laughs) if, if you need that, that real, that real, that real mastering sound just holla at me. No, I'm just, um, I mean I do mastering. Like I, I can, I can definitely help some artists. So out you out here sure. mixing,
0: mastering, producing,
1: and not so much the production. Okay, not so much. Only because Still. when I was doing the production, I'd have like. So I'd you dabble like, in dabble in production, but yeah. more you do more. When I was making and mastering. when I was making like my own beats for my own songs. I would just have like like, a hundred half-finished songs. Mm. I was, like, never able to finish anything. So when I started working with other producers, it was just easy for me to, like, focus on the rap, have the producers just focus on the beats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Throw the ideas
0: in, possibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's what I feel like my struggle has been, where it's like, I got a bunch of, like you said, like... 50 to 100 stuff where it's just good ideas. Where I was just like, man, I'm just going to start sending this stuff to people to finish and like yeah. collab with like ideas of like sampling certain things that I feel like I feel would be dope to be sampled. Hell yeah. I Yo, feel hey. like that's
1: what collab is all about. Oh, for sure, like bro. You throwing an
0: idea at somebody like, man, what do you think you can do with that? You need so I don't do that enough. Send me some samples, bro. I definitely. For will. sure. You know, because
1: that, that is really like one of those like, um, yeah, that that's, like, I haven't done it in a while, but I did used to tell my friends that. I'd be like, yo, if you ever hear, you know, some some shit that you think would be cool sample, like, send it to me. Let me know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'll just see if I can fuck with it and maybe make something dope.
0: Yeah, I feel you. I definitely will do that. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely exchange emails on that. For so sure, do that. for sure. But, uh, yeah, man, it sound like second half of this year you about to be daggone... Just as busy as his first half, but so, a little man. bit busier. I hope so, man. I hope so.
1: <laughs> That's but what's I, up, man. I fucking, I really appreciate, you know what I'm saying, like, like you having, you having me oh, out man. here. Oh, man, like I appreciate you coming on talk. board, bro. It's been a while since I've done, it, done an interview. Like, mm. I don't think I've done one since, you know, before COVID, so.
0: Man, it was good to talk. You know, it was good to sit down and talk because, like, you know, we... Always talking, passing. So this is a good that like, shows actual like sit it, down. Yeah, like I, I think the longest I probably have talked to you and like maybe in the duration of a, someone going from set to set, maybe about fifteen minutes. So yeah. I had a good fifteen when it was quiet. Right. But this is a good sit down. Actually, you know, like really get to know each other. Yeah, stuff for, like sure, that, for sure, man. Super so, overdue. Yeah, man. But well i love this man. shit has
1: been. Been going as good as it has, bro, because I do remember like when it was first started and you were telling me about it and like, bro, it's it's been dope. You've had some stupid dope guests on. Here. I appreciate like, that, man. The setup is great. Mm-hmm. Quality's great, man. I'm killing it. You both of y'all, for yeah. real. team meant the dream day. work, man. You know, big um, facts. Shout out to KBZ out here. Absolutely. You know, he shout does out a to Kots, Pots
0: too. Uncover Podcast, you know, check out his stuff as well, man. Absolutely. You know, he does a good Absolutely.
1: Job. Appreciate it again, man. For real. Yeah, Everybody, man. you know, uh, follow me, you know, uh, Six Cardinal on, on all the platforms. everything, All the things. Yeah. Everywhere music is available for,
0: for play. For sure, for sure, man. This is As of Late. Thanks for listening to As of Late Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to As of Late Podcasts on both of those. You can also listen to As of Late Podcasts on Anchor.fm and Google Podcasts.